Hello, all you lovely word nerds. Thank you, thank you, thank you for turning this podcast on. I hope that you are rating and reviewing and sharing and telling everybody about this. Uh, please, if you if you want to talk to me, all the information should be in the show notes. I hope that all the podcast platforms have that information handy. Uh, there's Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and I have an email account and a Google Voice number and a Patreon. Um, yeah, so it should be pretty easy to find all that stuff. The first word is bird of passage. Three words uh, from 1678. One, a migratory bird. Number two, a person who leads a wandering or unsettled life. Next is bird of prey. Three words from the 14th century. Why is this not giving me nouns? That's so weird. Maybe these multi-word phrases won't do that. That's weird. A carnivorous bird, as a hawk, falcon, or vulture, that feeds wholly or chiefly on meat taken by hunting or on carrion. Uh, yep, that's a bird of prey. You see them flying around sometimes. Now we have bird pepper, two words, noun from 1696, and the synonym is chiltepin. C-H-I-L-T-E-P-I-N. I don't know that word. Next is bird seed, one word, noun from 1840, a mixture of seeds, as of hemp, millet, and sunflowers, used for feeding caged and wild birds. Uh, my dad just recently brought a bird feeder over to my grandpa, who is uh, stuck in his little assisted living room. Luckily, he's on the first floor, so my dad was able to put the bird feeder right outside his window so he can watch the birds feed. Although, who's going to put more seed in there? Maybe maybe he's the people who work there can can refill it up. I hope so. Next, we have bird's eye. There is a hyphen. It is the first form, noun from 1597. One, any of numerous plants with small, bright-colored flowers, especially a speedwell. What's a speedwell? Well, the scientific name for a speedwell is Veronica Chamadididar. Chamidris, Chamidris. Now we have 2A, an all-over pattern for textiles consisting of a small diamond with a center dot. That's called a bird's eye. 2B, a fabric woven with this pattern. Number three, a small spot in wood surrounded with an ellipse of concentric fibers. A small spot in wood. Oh, would that be like... um? like a, the knot in the wood where the where a branch was? Hmm. Okay, moving on to the second form of bird's eye. It is an adjective from 1665. One, marked with spots resembling bird's eyes. Number two, having or involving a bird's eye view, as in bird's eye perspective. Next is bird's eye maple. It's uh, two words. The bird's eye still has the hyphen. Noun from 1793, wood of the sugar maple having a wavy grain that causes markings resembling eyes. Now we have bird's eye view. It was just mentioned two words ago. It is a noun from 1762. One, a view from a high angle as if seen by a bird in flight. Number two, an overall or cursory look at something. I love bird's eye views. Uh, he, uh, d drones are a thing now. There's a lot of people shooting footage with drones. 
uh, which I think is absolutely amazing. Uh, maybe they're being a little bit overused, but uh, also I want to say they're not really being overused that much because the footage that you can get from a drone um, is absolutely stunning. We're seeing views that we have never been able to see before. Uh, you know, the word drone has a lot of meanings. I'm not, I'm not going to get into all the other ones, um, but I love seeing bird's eye views I love going to the top of a building. I've been lucky enough to be in some very, very tall buildings in my life, and the views from up there are absolutely incredible. And uh, it's just, I love seeing from that other perspective, which we don't usually get to see. Now we have bird's foot trefoil. Bird's foot has a hyphen, and then it's the word trefoil, T-R-E-F-O-I-L. Noun from 1833 a yellow-flowered European herb of the legume family that has claw-shaped pods and is widely grown for forage and for erosion control. The scientific name for this European herb is Lotus corniculatus. That's a fun one. Now we have bird's foot violet. Violet is its own word. Noun from 1839. A common violet of the eastern U.S. with deeply cleft leaves and pale blue to purple flowers. The scientific name is Viola or Viola Pedata. My great-grandma's name was Viola, but we just called her Nanny. Next is Bird's Nest Fern. Bird's Nest has a hyphen. Fern is its own word. Noun from 1858. A large or epiphytic spleenwort Ooh, this definition is starting off great. A large epiphytic spleenwort of tropical Asia and Polynesia that has the large lance-shaped leaves that has large lance-shaped leaves and is often grown as a houseplant. The scientific name for this, I have to say it again, epiphytic spleenwort is Asplenium nidus. Next is bird's nest soup. This is three words Noun from 1818, a soup made with the nest of a swiftlet that builds it using a glutinous secretion from its salivary glands. The, uh, let's see, the scientific name, it says especially uh, Colocalia fusifaga or fucifaga. Man, I love these scientific names. A soup made with the nest of a Oh, so somebody's literally making a soup with the nest. That's gross and weird. Next is bird song. It's gross and weird to me. I know. I it's it's all very personal. If if that's something that you want to do, I guess you could do it, but I have issues with that personally and ethically. Moving on to the word bird song. One word noun from 1896. The song of one or more one or more birds. Next is bird watcher. Two words with a hyphen, noun from 1891. We have the number two definition for the word birder. If you uh, listened to the last episode, which of course you should have, uh, you you would remember me talking about that a little bit. Bird watch is an intransitive verb. Next is birefringence. Birefringence. B-I-R-E-F-R-I-N. G-E-N-C-E. This is a noun from 1898. The refraction of light in an anisotropic material, as calcite, in two slightly different directions to form two rays. Uh, 
birefringent is an adjective. Uh, let's see, this is from bi plus refringent, which means refracting, and uh, probably from the, the Latin word refringere, which means to break up, and there is more at the word refract. Uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Also, it's just a good word. Next is bireme, B-I-R-E-M-E, noun from 1662. A galley with two banks of oars used especially by the ancient Greeks and Phoenicians. This is from by plus remus. These are Latin. Uh, remus means oar, O-A-R, and there's more at the word row. So when you are when you see the boats, old school pictures or in movies and stuff uh, with all the people rowing, is that called a bireme? I don't know. Two banks of oars? Yeah, I think so. Next we have Beretta, B-I-R-E-T-T-A. Every time I see, well, it's not probably all that often, but seeing this word by Retta uh, reminds me of the actress named Retta who is in Parks and Rec. Great show, great character. Go watch it. Noun from 1598, a square cap with three ridges on top worn by clergymen, especially of the Roman Catholic Church. This is from Italian, Beretta, from the old Occitan or Occitan, Beret, B-E-R-R-E-T, which means cap, from the Middle Latin, uh, Biritum, Biritum, from the Latin, Birus, which means cloak with a hood perhaps of Celtic origin, akin to the Middle Irish word bear, B-E-R-R, which means short. Now we have the word birk, B-I-R-K, noun from the 14th century. It is chiefly Scottish, and it uh, the synonym is the word birch. Next is birky, uh, B-I-R-K-I-E, noun from 1724. Number one is Scottish. Uh, number two is also Scottish. But number one says a lively, smart, assertive person. And then number two says uh, the synonyms fellow and boy. Berkey, the origin of this word is unknown. And now we have the last word for this episode. It is burl, B-I-R-L. It is the first form. It is a, let's see, I think it's just an intransitive verb from circa 1585. It is chiefly Scottish, and we just have the synonym carouse, or carouse? I think it's carouse. Um, this is from Old English, berellion, probably akin to the Old English baron, which means to carry, and there's more at the word bear, B-E-A-R. Lots of good ones here. I think I probably say that a lot, but I'm going to pick bird's eye view as the word of the episode. Uh, maybe if you're playing at home, you can try and predict... Uh, based on what I say, you can try and predict which word I will pick as the word of the episode because sometimes it's probably really, really obvious to you and maybe not as obvious to me. But that is what I am picking. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, I don't know I don't know what to say. We're still watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's a fun show. I started watching Midnight Gospel, uh, not for kids, very strange but wonderfully weird uh, animated show from Pendleton Ward, who made Adventure Time, and Duncan Trussell, who's a comedian with a very fascinating brain 
and uh, we, that's the stuff. Oh, I watched Army of Darkness recently. Uh, I had never seen it before. I had heard that it's great and fun, and it's the third movie after Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, and I enjoyed a lot of it, but it is arguably not really a great movie. I really hate to say that because so much work went into it, but it is, I mean, it's, okay, it wasn't for me. Let me just say that, and maybe it was the day that I was watching it, who knows, but I feel like if I had watched it as a teenager, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. It's, um, it's... It's way... Also, expectations. I think I had higher expectations, and that is unfortunate because I think it deserves better than that. Uh, But it was way more crazy than I was expecting it to be, and that was the problem. So if you're going to watch it for the first time, just go in with low expectations, and you'll enjoy it. But there was some really great stuff, like stop-motion animation and some fun skeleton puppets. That's all I got for you today. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.